0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to YASFM. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to Women's Voices with Kath Kovac, um, the show where I bring on lots of different women to hear their voices and to make women's voices more public. And I couldn't have a better speaker than that this morning because I have the wonderful Imogen Ingram from Canberra, who is all about getting women's voices heard in the arena of public speaking, which is a word that often you know, can strike fear into the heart of people. (laughs) Or some people are okay with it. But more often than not, people do not really like public speaking. And Imogen does fantastic um, work with women, helping them to overcome that and really own own their voices. How are you going, Imogen? Thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, Kath, it's lovely to be here. And yeah, I'm loving this day with the sunlight and talking with you on the radio. It's wonderful. Thank you for the invite. Oh, you're so welcome. So Imogen, just tell us a little bit about uh, about Women Speak for you. What is it all about for you? For me personally, it's been a really transformational journey. For me as a uh, holder of circles and somebody certified in this work, it's endlessly fascinating and exquisite to be in the space of seeing the inward growth and the outward expression of that growth in women. In terms of Women Speak uh, as a framework or as a way to support women in public speaking, I'd love to tell you a little bit about that if we uh, have time today. Yes, please go for it, Imogen. It's all about you this morning. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. One of the things that drew me to Women Speak is that there is a beautiful vision that's not just about the voices of women in wealthy nations or spaces where women already have a voice. The vision of Women Speak, which is based in the US, and I'll tell you a little more about the founder, Casey Baker, in a moment, but the vision of Women Speak is about all women's voices and all women rising together. And we know, Kath, don't we, that in our world, you and I have complete freedom and privilege to use our voice in so many ways as we would choose. But if we think about what's going on in the world at the moment, we know women and children often don't have a voice and men. And the other thing that's really present in the world that we see at the moment is and has been for many centuries is that the voice of the feminine is not often expressed, and it's certainly not fully expressed in the the earth. And so the vision of Women Speak is about all women's voices being rising together such that those of us in these positions where we have freedom to speak, open a doorway through our capacity to share what really matters in the world to us, open that doorway so voices of women who are not heard around the world have a way to be heard as well. It's a big vision. It's a beautiful big vision. It's a beautiful big vision. And for somebody like me, this is really important. Bringing it back down to a local environment, we uh, have the opportunity as Women Speak leaders who facilitate this work to meet with women in our community, uh, in our networking circles, in environments maybe where already women's voices are not so much heard uh, and we get to hold a beautifully deep space for spontaneous speaking as a means for developing a true essence of a woman and how she wants her bring bring her voice to the world, be that on a stage, be that in her community, be that around the Christmas um, family dinner table, uh, be it in interviews or meetings or any spaces where she has capacity to really hold her presence and make uh, the essence of her message known. Mm.
0: Yeah, that is really beautiful. And I am I like that you said, I mean, I mentioned public speaking, but as you say, spontaneous speaking is, is really a different kind of uh, kettle of fish, isn't it? Because it can be done in a public forum or it can be done, as you say, in the family or at work or in any time when people need to, to um use their voice. So what what would you say kind of how would you describe spontaneous speaking?
1: Mm. Oh, I love that that question, Kath. Spontaneous speaking, when we think about it in this space of feminine wisdom, a lot of the time in our frameworks that we operate say, in workplaces, et cetera, we are listening very much with our brain. We're following the conversation, the logical thread, and we respond from that place in our brain because that might be what's needed for problem solving in the moment or resolution of something. When I'm talking about spontaneous speaking, we're talking about speaking from our womb space, from our hips, speaking from a sensation in our feet, speaking from that really internal space that sees things from a very, very different perspective. And often it's called women's wisdom and it is women's wisdom. I think it's also that sense of a feminine and different way or intelligence of seeing the world. So the spontaneity to stand or to sit and to actually just let what my, internal voice from my shoulders down, what does that want to say and what's happening right now, what is coming to me in this moment versus something that I've prepared, I've structured, I've created. And it's not saying that a spontaneous speaking can't have structure or depth or um, a really solid call to action spontaneous speaking can have all those things but it's that set that felt sense and that tapping into our intuition and speaking from there and it's a special space that can hold room and make room for that and so in your work how
0: do you help women actually do that to tap into that space because it sounds really beautiful Mm,
1: it really is Kath Going back to what I said earlier about our founder, Casey Baker, one of the things that I deeply love, as well as the vision, is that she began this work as a uh, spoken word artist. And so in LA, she was doing spoken words. So when you think of that artistic Uh, unction or that sense of the energy coming up from the ground to express and even as I'm sitting here I'm moving my hands over my womb space up through my chest up my neck and out and holding my voice as it comes out of my mouth so that expression from internal artistic creative This is where this work began. Casey experienced life in a very strong Toastmasters family, debating, all those kind of things, and she saw that there wasn't a space for that more emotional, creative unction, I guess you would say. And so the basis of this work is creating safety in our bodies first. First, connecting with breath. First, connecting with belly first connecting with the upward feel of energy coming from the earth. And it's a really different way to approach supporting women speak, women to speak. We actually begin by moving our bodies before we speak, before we put together any ideas, we prepare the space and the ground and the sensation with our bodies to tune into that wisdom uh that you referred to. So it's a very internal process. It is. It is. It's very much about an internal journey. It's very much about feeling first. What do I want to say? What is the true thing, not the right thing? What is coming through me that I deeply believe and that my body is confirming through felt sensation what needs to be said in this moment Mm -hmm. and so the beautiful thing is connection with self first and that internal space and it's only after we've made space for that that then we begin to consider external to us the audience or what the message might have meaning for them or how we can express it to deeply create engagement.
0: Mm. And yeah, so on SFM, if you've just tuned in, we're speaking with Imogen Ingram about a program called Woman Speak, uh, about getting women to really get in touch with, I guess, what they feel and what's inside when they speak, rather than just what is sort of at the top of the mind. So Imogen... This is very, I imagine, you know, difficult for um, women who are not really encouraged, you know, by society to stop, take time and and connect with their bodies and see how their bodies are feeling and what they're saying to them. Because we're all, um, you know, encouraged to be so um, busy all the time doing all those like working and helping and, and kid stuff and everything and everything all in our heads, um, how, you know, how can we sort of, when everyone doesn't have experience in that, how do you in a session enable women to try to learn to start, to stop that come out of the head and come into their body so that they can do this. And I, and as I'm saying this to you and nobody can see me in the studio, I'm also doing what you said and actually waving my hands a bit and bringing them up my body just as a, uh, as a response to when you said you were doing it, which is really interesting. Um, and I think that maybe does that kind of thing also help you bring what's in your body out? Mm.
1: Oh, Kath, you're so right. Um, and I love that we're mirroring each other without even knowing that we're doing that. Isn't that a beautiful truth of mm. of connection? Um, oh, goodness, yeah, this focus on productivity, this focus on um needing to not only produce, but to be seen doing something measurable, whether it is in terms of families and kids and life and activities and all the things that we do. And I think that is such, uh, that is something so deeply embedded in our nervous systems. That is something so deeply embedded in the way that many of us have been raised. And the markers for us of what it means to, oh, for some reason, that word's come through for me right now the markers of what it means to be a good woman is so tied often to productivity. Yep. So for you and for your listeners right now, I would love to describe what's happening for me because I talking of spontaneous speaking right now, my legs are tingling right now. My neck is tingling. You can hear my voice is shifting. There are markers in our society of what it means to be a good woman and they are so focused on the external. And I think that for many of us, we move through the world focusing externally. And so your question is so good, Kath, because how do we, when we are sort of operating as in this programming, in that space of focusing outward, how do we on a day-to-day basis, right now, if you're listening to this, how can you in this moment support yourself to come back to that space in your body? You described shaking, Kath. And one of the things we do in Circle is a series of movements uh, with shaking our hands. So gentle shaking, which is fantastic when we have, say, a trauma response to using our voice, shaking our hips, shaking our legs. And there's a whole series of movements we can do to support us. And underpinning this work is trauma-informed Uh, a trauma-informed body of work developed by KC over many, many, many years. And so we know that to shift from the space of uh, that really busy mind, busy body, thinking about being the good woman and into actually instead the sexy woman, (laughs) the the sensual woman. I'm actually holding my belly while I say this. The attuned woman the redefining woman, the potent woman, the earth-connected woman, even small movements can do that for us. So in the midst of a day while we're driving around or in the busyness of of our lives, there are small movements that we can do to support ourselves, keep coming back to that level of awareness, breath even, uh, a little shake of our hips, And I would love to just go a little deeper on this, Kath. What else can I add to this for you that you feel would illuminate more of that for your listeners? Oh, um, I don't usually get asked the questions, Imogen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let me think. Um, Well, I guess just... uh, Taking, are you able at all to take us through a bit more
1: in detail, just one or two movements that are really useful for this kind of thing? Oh, I'd love to, Kath. What a great suggestion. So I'm literally going to stand up, mm-hmm. and if you're with me, you might like to do the same if anyone's in a safe space. And bear with me. I'm going to just make sure that you can still hear me through the camera. Yeah, we can hear you. Wonderful. So I'm going to just take you through verbally a gentle shake. So if you've got some space around you, at least a metre around you sounds good, um, take your right arm and lift your hand and your arm up maybe 90 degrees or a little more higher and just give that a gentle shake. You might like to watch your hand, watch how your wrist moves, and then we'll gently swap that to the other side. And just do that. There's no right or wrong way. If you're feeling where you want to do a really energetic shake, go for it. Gentle shake, go for it. Then we're going to move down to our left leg. And if you can, standing on one leg, you might like to hold on to something as support. Just give your foot, your ankle, your knee, your upper leg a bit of a shake. And then we're going to swap to the right-hand side. Give it a shake, shake, shake. Then plant your feet firmly, at least a a shoulder width apart. And I'm going to invite you, you can hear my voice, to shake your hips. Give them a really good shake, 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 shake the booty, shake the belly, shake the hips. And then gradually just bring that upwards towards your shoulders. You can see that breath might come out. And we're going to do neck and head as much as is safe for you. And then just give that a little shake, shake, shake and dip your head forward for a moment. And we're going to do that another two times. Dip your head forward. Dip your head forward. Oh. An exhalation of breath.
0: Oh, well, my breath did change in that. Yeah. <laughs> I to make sure I had enough space here in the studio to move around. But I did that as you were doing it as well. And I feel either I'm very unfit <laughs> or that That's really just, just does bring attention to your breath, doesn't it? What what you're doing. And I and I've sort of feel that it yeah, has sort of had it quite read up into my chest. And now that I'm sitting down again, yeah. I um need to consciously focus on uh, slowing it down. So it, it is a really good way of um yeah, bringing out into uh bringing awareness very much so um into the breath because that is a really really important part of our speaking isn't it Imogen
1: oh honestly Kath I think it is one of the most powerful elements of speaking now we know that so let's think now of of that performance mode and I'll bring the breath into that anytime we need to perform and our and I mean performance in that broadest sense, running a race, um, before you might dive into water, uh, before you might do a gymnastics routine, before you get up to speak. Paying attention to what our breath is doing, the way that it's moving through our body and initially not trying to change it. Think of the energy that rises in our body before we do something like public speaking, like running a race, Um, I'm trying to think of another example in a different space, but the breath is the carrier of those words. The breath is a conduit for the expression of that sound that comes out of it. So we need to be connected to that because the words are one thing, but the breath on which it travels, the energy on which it travels, the sensation that's coming up through us, and I'm doing my hands up again because I can feel that This is a really important element of what it is to express from within. Without my breath, I can have all the words in the world. But without my breath, I don't have that thing to convey it. I don't have that mechanism for it to be uttered and uh, what's the word, that impetus coming from within to go out. And I want my breath to be steady. So I need to do something like a movement. And I just showed you, I just demonstrated the shake, which is part of our shake and pull down uh, movement that we do every time in circle. But I need to have a way for my breath to come into harmony with the energy in my body. I need to have that harmonious, holistic space before I get up to say something that has deep meaning for me. Mm, And I can really hear as well, when you were speaking before, I can really hear
0: that breath coming through you and and changing and, and really helping to to carry your words forward. It's actually quite amazing.
1: Yeah, it's quite profound when you begin to think of these elements around using our voice of body, of breath of sound, of energy, of sight, and you start to break all those things down. I mean, right now, I feel like I'm painting a picture that's all about the preparation and not even the speaking. And I'm hoping that that's creating a shift in people's minds, in women's minds, that so often we're called on in the moment to say something, we haven't got time to do all that preparation. How the hell do we move from the the good woman into the sexy or the grounded woman how do we do that in an instant it's only by learning the same as anything we want to practice and do well in i don't become a violinist by doing a couple of lessons and off i go no we practice and we sit with the contraction and the expansion and we learn the feeling of our own body and the language of our own body when my breath reaches this point i'm no i'm ready and it's not based on anybody external to me, my energy, my breath, my body, my mind, my heart, they're all aligned and I've got my feet firmly planted and I am now ready to speak. Mm. So um,
0: even I think, I suppose for someone who, like you say, doesn't have time, they're calling to speak straight away, even just taking one really good grounded breath and pausing for a moment after that breath before speaking could probably make a fair bit of difference.
1: Would you think? Ah, oh, hugely. And I, one of the things that I speak about with the women in my circle is a small mirroring of what I've just talked about before of the way we prepare our bodies. We do all that first before we speak a small, but very significant mirroring of that is in those first breaths before we speak. Those breaths before we speak are that place of caring for me, of preparing myself before I say something. So we might be in a meeting in the busyness of work and sure, we can't take, you know, a whole 30 seconds. Sorry, everybody, I've just got to do my shake. Oh, I'm (laughs) going to do a breathing exercise and then I'll respond to you, Tom, and I know, Dave, you also had a question and, and Maria, I'll come back to you too. (laughs) We don't have that luxury, right? (laughs) What a shame. What a shame. And that's a whole different conversation about speaking up in those uh, those environments like meetings and panels and, you know, some of the work that I do is specifically designed to support that. But in this moment when I'm about to have a difficult conversation with a child or a spouse or I'm in this meeting and all the eyes are on me, I have in my power this opportunity through my breath to remind myself myself that what I have to say is valuable. So even, as you said, Kath, a single breath, let it be a caress. Let it be a caress of me and this moment. And what I'm saying might not be particularly profound. It might be perfunctory. But I'm still going to love myself in this moment. Before I address you, I will attend to me. So even in a meeting. Mm. I can Thanks, really
0: feel that yeah. that emotion in there of what you're saying and, and that taking care of yourself. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um Imogen, what um you just said before, uh, what was it about even if you're oh, about realizing that what you have to say is is valuable as well. So I feel like a lot of women particularly and no doubt a lot of men as well but we're talking about Mm -hmm. women here (laughs) Uh, part of the problem perhaps when they need to speak is not feeling that that what they need to say is worthy or because women have so much you know the imposter syndrome and and all the things that that what they have to say probably you know isn't as worthy or isn't as important as what someone else should have to say Um, so you have that whole kind of mental battle going on, let alone trying to speak from a place of connectedness or centeredness and, you know, taking that breath and all those things. Um, does Women Speak address any of those sorts of issues of, of the content of what women need to say and how they feel, whether they're qualified or whether worthy or whether it's, you know, worth saying and all that kind of thing? Mm. Oh, yes.
1: Such a beautifully worded question, Catherine. Absolutely. At the heart of this work is all about owning the value of what we have to say. And I 100% agree with you. If I think of my work, um, you know, I was a librarian for many years. I worked in a university environment. Talk about an uh, academia and everything that comes with that of imposter syndrome and that very clear sort of, you know, um, sense of them, them and us in the sense of, uh, yeah, that that uh, authority and structures and everything that's come along with that, you know, what have the loudest, most um, researched voices been? You know, mm. it is it is such a real thing that we as women discount often what we have to add to a conversation. We discount our perspective, and the owning what we have to say at the core of this is about shifting the perspective again from where does what I say fit in the pecking order of this um, structure of the value of all these things and coming back to what we see. Now, when that's been belittled, um, we've got snide remarks, all those things, it's incredibly difficult to uh, keep persevering. So one of the elements of these Women Speak circles is very much targeted at women feeling affirmed, celebrated, honoured, revered, often the deep things that we want to share that we might have put out into environments that have really not seen the gold in that. And so we don't do this alone. So if you think of coming back to that big vision that Women Speak has, part of this is actually creating sisterhood. Because I know that without the affirmation of other women, I won't always see what's in me as having value. And quite frankly, one of the biggest changes in me in valuing what I have to say came from being in a 16-month container as a participant. So 16 months, I went through the Woman Speak certification training as a participant. And it was in hearing the voices of other women. It was in the reflection, the power, the insight, the mirroring of what they saw in me back to me that gave me that sense of confidence. And in our world, we often talk about, oh, no, we have to find it for ourselves. And yes, we do. But there is nothing so powerful as a group of women celebrating, hollering, stamping, whooping, clapping, dancing in response to something that I may have said And when I can learn to receive that from others, then I begin to know what that feels like in my body and I can come back to that. And it might be just me in a room, addressing a room, but I carry that sensation with me and I know the value of what I have to say because I've felt it and experienced in the company of other women before. So that's the other thing I think, confidence. We often feel we have to only generate it ourselves. And I just fundamentally disagree with that. I fundamentally believe that women, we can teach each other what that sensation of valuing our own self can be like that as a lived experience. Mm.
0: Yes, that's really beautiful Imogen. on YesFM, uh if you're just coming on now, I've been speaking with Imogen Ingram about a fantastic, a worldwide program called Women Speak that she facilitates groups of in in Canberra, and just Imogen has just been talking about that that experience of being uh, seen, heard, and and celebrated by by other women, which is I completely agree with you. It's an amazing thing. I mean, I have felt it myself, and. I think, unfortunately, it's a thing that not many women have really felt. Um, and, and that whole thing about trying to yeah, do these things yourself, being confident, having all those great values. Yeah, you know, you can practice them yourself till the cows come home. But if you don't feel them, practice them um, or, you know, receive kind of not validation, but, you know, uh, receive, like you said, that reflecting back, uh, from particularly from other women, mm. uh, it makes it so much harder to do these things on your own if you don't have that. So it's really fantastic that you actually supply these spaces. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, there's there's not really there's not enough of them, is there?
1: Oh, Kath, I completely agree with you, and I think that one of the misconceptions around is that oh, somebody's already cornered the market in that or, or whatever. Actually, I don't think there is. And I think that as a society, if we've lost some of that beautiful generational thing of lineage that actually supports women, you know, from infancy in community to understand that the easy flow of um celebration and communication um you know that that's actually deeply embedded in us it, it, that desire for that kind of connection that desire for other women to revere what we might say that desire to be held and supported is so fundamental and natural and i think it's one of the things that our world has actually trained out of it it out of us um, I'm thinking about, you know, for example, in many community groups, you know, it's become quite masculine and the space has become more about debate and problem solving rather than that holding to see what comes through. And I'm not saying that we can, we we just talked about meetings before. We don't always have the luxury of time. But I think the more spaces that can understand that this holding of a deep pool, the value of reflection, the coming down into the depth that underpins our humanity as a shared experience of what it means to live in this world, the more spaces we can create that and bring it into everyday culture like work culture, like girl guides, Mm -hmm. like community-based meetings, um, I'm trying to think of all the spaces that have become, have lost some of that. Like the CWA to me would represent a great space of continuing women's stories and holding that sort of thing. And I, I think the other thing I want to mention here is that you're right, this is not just important to women. It's important to men as well because it's a space where our defences can actually just soften and who, who as a human being doesn't want a space of acceptance for our defences to come down so that we can really feel
0: mm.
1: and I love what you're saying there Kath it feels like there's not enough spaces like this around us um, and I, like you, really value this. I want to see this kind of culture established in workplaces. I would love to see women doing this together in workplaces and shaping workplace culture. Um, again, we, we do this work together because it's where we grow individually and collectively, and that's where change begins, I think. Um, whatever the vision might be for change, I think we, you and I both know that there's certain depths in ourselves we can only go to with other people, um, and to see that in our um, st- in the structure of our society more. Just oh, the thought of that just sets a fire under my bum, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and of course the word that you mentioned, defenses and dropping your defenses. The the very place where that might be useful in those meetings in the workplace that you talk about is the place where we feel like that we need to have our defenses most up. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And with good reason. And with good reason. And and that's a isn't that a funny I can't quite think of you know that that word but it, it's a funny um, is the word dichotomy I think you know the reality is I have a whole pulsing sensitive body of expression under here. And I would love to bring all that to this environment. But you know what, I'm not going to bring that here, because I recognize that not everyone is going to respond to that. And the other thing is, of course, that we do need to be concise, we do need to be clear, we do need to bring things in a way that can actually be absorbed by the people around us. And so I recognize that for many women, that space of defensiveness has actually been kept them safe, literally, uh, is a survival mechanism, Um, comes from a very justifiable basis. I think what we need is a space where acknowledging that, yes, there is such good reason for that, and here is a space where you can have your defences down. This is a space where it becomes its own medicine, and the strengthening of that. And the deepening of that and the validation that we get in that kind of space naturally will flow through into our body so that when we come into an environment where we do have to have great discernment in what we say, I believe we can still feel the feelings inside and bring the uh, that feminine intelligence and hold the space, but it takes practice. It takes practice and, yeah. and and we need to create the spaces where it is safe so we can dismantle what needs to go and release what needs to go so that we come back into those spaces, we can do it with open-heartedness and discernment. Mm. Um
0: and I think it's also as you mentioned that you hold the women speak sessions. Um, as a circle so just for people who who may not listening who may not be uh, familiar with that is that the idea of holding sessions in a circle is that unlike all of our usual interactions at school or work or places like that is that you know, there's one person or some people with the authority and the knowledge and everyone else sort of sitting down below a level listening, like a hierarchical kind of thing. So the circle is sort of like the opposite of the hierarchical system in which everyone um, is equal, everyone has a voice, and um, also involves uh, setting up guidelines in which people can, can feel safe to share. So I think even setting up I know that they do this around the world is that many work meetings and everything are set up in a circle without even, you know, taking into account image and all the wonderful things that you're saying about speaking from from the body and the heart and the soul, um, that even just that uh, shift away from this hierarchy to to a circle format, which really goes back to our origins of humans, of sitting mm-hmm. in a circle, really just makes um such a difference isn't it like do you
1: find it's quite an amazing thing oh a hundred percent agree as you were describing that kath and gosh you you are such a wise woman in that space um absolutely i can feel the power of a circle i've got someone to my left i've got someone to my right and that connection goes all around without breaking And then in the center, I'm connected, you know, hearts wise. I'm thinking energetically across a circle. We've got that connection, the front of me, the chest of me. The, you know, those soft sort of um, front part of me is exposed and yours is too. And so it breaks down that separation and it creates connection. Um, and I absolutely love it's like when you speak round in a circle, the person speaking, we have authority for that time and then the baton is passed on to the next person and then the next person. And it's not controlled or dictated by someone at the top as you described in many of those structures that are so present. In our world, it's and and what a beautiful reflection of nature as well. The roundedness, the softness, the uh, embrace of a circle. It's such a powerful thing. Um, even the physical act of sitting in a circle creates a very different basis for communication.
0: Mm. Mm, yeah, because being able to see everyone and and there's also something about sitting around in a circle in chairs without having the big office table mm. in the meeting room like Absolutely. That, that kind of just doesn't I mean no I know that people are still sitting around a circle if if they're sitting around around table but <laughs> having that
1: physical table there kind of like disrupts things mm. oh I just I Absolutely. So there's this simplicity, isn't it? And like you said, going back in our origins as humans, this is such a natural way of being in community. Um, And I love, that's right, the emphasis then becomes less on the whiteboard or the thing that's external. And it's more, you know, on, on the people. Who, who is here, how do we communicate, um, bringing it back down to a much simpler form of communication. And absolutely, I think in circle setting, one of the things that you mentioned before, setting expectations and creating a safe container you know, there's ways and layers of doing that, and in Women Speak, we do that too. We certainly have a series of agreements that we say every meeting, you know, around confidentiality, about being a stand for each woman that's in fr- in front of us, and not disparaging any group based on any elements of what it looks like to be human, and 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 that to me. La- creates an additional layer of safety, that what we are doing in this space is for this space and for this moment. Um, and, yeah, these different ways, seating arrangements, agreements, um, body language, all the things that we can do to create that sense of connectedness and emotional safety is just so vital. Mm. Mm.
0: And even at work is needed more, you would think, than than many other places because people do rely on each other so much and uh usually are, as we said, sort of got their defenses up and not really revealing anything much, you know, about, about their their true selves, everyone wearing their their work face or their mm. work mask. Mm. Um, I think could be, you know, one of the most powerful places to do it. But but a very, very big very big job, um, task to sort of because I mean, basically talking about dismantling the whole kind of um, patriarchal
1: structure of workplaces here, aren't we? We've we very much are we've very much gotten to that, and I'm so glad because I know that this is something of um, yeah, it's passion for you and I to see so, to see this kind of change. One of the things that I offer as a as a woman speak facilitator is. Uh, intensives for a corporate environment. So a six-week intensive going into an organisation and offering that for a group of women, you know, sort of six to ten women, and uh, week by week <clears throat> on a series of themes and also with a series of speaking skills. So it's the very practical and also the broad ranging topics and bringing those together, the themes and the skills and doing that week in, week out or fortnightly uh, and in a workplace and the sense of trust and the sense of dismantling those defences. And we know that even, you know, between women and women in workplaces, sometimes it can feel incredibly unsafe and creating that sense of shared vision and deeper connection that then can as as a culture formed in that group can go out into that workplace and begin to set a new tone. I mean, imagine in your workplace, maybe in your department and on level three, you know that from levels four, five and three, there's a group of ten women who have met together for six weeks. They've talked about some huge themes in the world, including what they would like to see change, including what their vision is and a diamond insight that they could bring back to the workplace Imagine the way that they could work together on projects. Imagine the way that they could set the tone in some meetings. Imagine in their cohesion and they're learning each other's language and having celebrated each other in that space, boom, the potency that that could bring just to that one department. Mm. This is the kind of work that I feel seriously excited by.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so important and so needed. So, Imogen... Can you tell me what is it that drew you to the idea of of doing that uh, You said an intensive 16 month uh, container as a as a participant in women in the Women speak program do was there a moment that a defining moment that drew you to that or a set of circumstances or how how did that sort of how did you think yeah, that's
1: a really good idea I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, great question Kath. So back in January 2020, I remember telling the team um, that I managed at at the ANU at the time, I said to them, something really big is coming. The world is about to change. And I remember saying to my boss, so here's a little, this is a story and I'll try to keep it brief. I remember saying to my boss at the time, I feel my time in this role is coming to an end. I don't know what's coming next, but I feel it's the time for change in me. So January 2020, I said that to my team. I said, something is coming. Then we saw bushfires in Canberra, COVID, the hailstorm and all the things that unfolded. Fast forward to October 2020 and I took a voluntary redundancy from ANU because I knew that this was coming for me back in January but I didn't know when the timing was right and obviously that was a beautiful gift in my life, which was quite a scary leap. Then I found, I'd found i found Woman Speak uh, at about March 2020. So in the midst of all those changes that were happening and I signed up for the training and when I signed up for the training I realized that someone I knew in Queensland was already a woman speak leader and she said to me if you're going to do the training come and be a participant because it's going to bring the depth of what you really need to understand how to hold that space for women. So I signed up for her circle and I did that for 16 months. I did that on Zoom obviously because uh, Queensland and i went through that certification progress o- program over the 16 months and it tapped into parts of me that i hadn't felt since i was a child it tapped into this playfulness and creativity and confidence and I brought the best of all my life experiences as a church pastor, as a um, trainer for PhD students, as the presenter and facilitator at the university, and brought it together with this really slow, delicious uh, process of becoming less defended, of tapping into my body wisdom, and marrying the two. And that's how I got to go through the 16-month program as a participant. Mm.
0: Well, it sounds like a obviously a very life changing time for you.
1: Very, very. And along with, you know, sort of menopause happening, um, Perry, well, no, actually, it was menopause for me happening at that time. It was just this beautiful crucible of angst and rage and <laughs> uh, excitement and joy and ah, all the things, you know, but the richness of that time for me, just the potency of all that was incredible.
0: Mm. Yeah, that that does sound incredible. Um, On FM here, we've been talking with Imogen Ingram about the program Women Speak uh, to help women get their, I suppose you could say, or be able to speak from their authentic kind of voice, if you were to describe it, maybe in a couple of words. Um, Of course, it's very difficult to do that, as we've been discovering in the last hour. Um, Unfortunately, Imogen I can't believe this, but our time together has almost come to an end. We have a few minutes, so I would really like for you to to let people know, if let women know if they're interested in this program, if these ideas call to them, if they can feel some sort of response of, you know, yeah, I really need this kind of thing. Um, a, how
1: can they, um, yeah, what's the best way for them to get in touch
0: or to find mm. you?
1: Yeah. So one of the ways that um, women can find me, if you're feeling the pull to this work, if you want to know more, if there's something in you that has felt, oh, I recognize this, you can find me on Facebook at Women Speak Canberra, and you can certainly message me there. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Women Speak underscore Canberra. Um, And they're probably the main ways that you can find me. I do have a website in the works um, for next year, but at the moment, it's mostly the social channels. And I'm happy, Kath, to send anything through to you that you feel, um, yeah, as a mechanism for reaching out to me. Very Mm. happy. to. And just to let the uh,
0: listeners know that it's it's woman speak, as in singular, one woman, not women speak, if they're looking it up, so W-O-M-A-N. And also then, Imogen, you mentioned to me uh, before we hopped on the radio this morning that you had a little poem that you might like to share. I would really love uh, to hear that if you don't, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, I'd love to do that. What a beautiful way to finish. And I think one of the things that when we speak of public speaking, and I hope today has really shifted some thinking from it's all about the output, it's all about the energy in the moment and thinking about some of the deeper things that are taking place in our body and when women come to feel what a circle is like with me, I do make it very explicit that there is no way you can get this wrong because so many times we've been told in our lives maybe it's wrong but also that You don't have to speak. Come and soak it up. And so I've got a poem I'd love to read about Circle, and I'm just bringing that up now. Thanks, Kath. All right. right. Thank you so much for coming on to SFM this morning.
0: Uh, So you've been with Kath Kovac from uh, Women's Voices, and we've been speaking with Image and Ingram from Women Speak Canberra, and she's just going to leave us with a lovely
1: poem now. Thanks, Kath. Come to Circle in your own way and time. Come to speak, or if not to speak, to listen. Listen with heart, with belly and with mind. If not to speak, to drink deeply of community wine. If not to speak, to soak in feminine presence divine. If not to speak, to immerse in joyous voices combined. If not to speak, to journey with others, sisters, daughters, mothers. If not to speak, to identify, laugh, holler and weep. If not to speak, to find relief and rest weary feet. If not to speak, to be held in waters deep. All of you is welcome, however and why you come to circle.
0: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And is that your poem, Imogen, or has someone written that? That's my poem. That's your poem. poem. Ah, when you said you wanted to read a poem, I didn't realise it was your poem. That's beautiful. (laughs) I really love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Everyone, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Imogen this morning, and I will see you next week on Women's Voices.